Reading the Bible can encourage a person in their relationship with the Lord as much as any other spiritual discipline. The Christian Standard Bible is an English translation that strives to be faithful to the original languages without sacrificing clarity. The CSB maintains accuracy while remaining easy to read. It is a translation that pastors can feel confident preaching from and the person in the pew can feel comfortable reading from in their own devotional time. The Word of God is living and effective, transforming the hearts of people, and our hope is that CSB is useful in more people being encouraged to read the Bible and share it with others. Learn more at csbible.com. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Do you want a more intimate walk with God? Are you tired of trying to hear God and hearing only silence? Each week, your host, Felice Skirwitz, is prepared to inspire you and equip you on your journey towards deepening your relationship with God. Listen, hear, and follow the Lord's will in your life, and you will be blessed. and welcome. This is Felice Gerwitz with an episode of A Few Minutes with God. The name of this episode is Second Chances, and this is episode 77. And you can find the show notes at a few minutes with God podcast.com. And I want to give a shout out to uh, CSB, that's the Christian Standard Bible, uh, which is an English translation that you'll want to check out. You can find more at csbible.com. Well, is there a time for second chances? Of course there is, and we see that again and again in the Bible. We find the opportunities in our own lives to try for a second time. We are close to a new year as I record this episode, and one of the traditions is making a New Year's resolution. And friends, for years, and I'm not afraid to admit this, I would not do it because I was afraid of failure. If you don't make a resolution, a plan, and attempt to change, then guess what? That is a failure. Um, I used to think there is no failure doing that, but there is. Just the simple act of not doing anything in truth is failure. We must strive to make gains each day to grow in our faith and our relationship and be present for those around us. And you know, that's a term that's bantered around to be present. So many times I see people so distracted And I am not a big device person. I talk about that um, all the time on a different podcast. You know, I call them the devices, and that is anything that's electronic. So a television, an iPad, a phone, a computer, whatever that device is, a tablet, you know, a Kindle, whatever that device is, is so distracting, especially when you're around people. It's commonplace now to go to dinner and see everyone pull out their phones. Some people have their phones at the table during a meal, and they're not even talking to each other. And if they want to talk to each other, they'll text each other, or Snapchat, or whatever the heck they're doing, Instagram. Friends, we must be present. When we are with our loved ones, 
we need to put away all distractions. And if we take them out briefly to answer something that we must answer, then we need to apologize. When we make a plan or resolution to change our behavior or bad habits, we're trying to become a better person, not just for ourselves, but for those around us. You might be the only Jesus someone sees that day. Do you realize that? Some people are so broken, and just your smile or a kind word can bring them a little bit of peace and hope. And if we're not in that frame of mind, how can we bless others? The Bible is a wonderful example to use for ourselves to see the way that we were redeemed and also to see how we can live our lives. You know, much importance is put on Moses in the freeing of the Israelites from oppression. And we know the story, right? The Israelites at first could not leave behind the idols. And, you know, even after Moses uh, gets them out of Egypt and they flee, and yet they took stuff with them. And some of the things they took were the idols of the Egyptians. And we learned that not only did Moses go up to the mountain of Sinai, but he went up there twice to get the Ten Commandments. Not one time, but twice, because the Israelites were so hard of heart. How did they get hard of heart? They embraced an alternative, a false god. They embraced something that was not the true God. They thought by setting up their little idols that they would be freed or they would be protected. And they paid a huge price for that. I feel like they were in a habit, a bad habit. And we all get into bad habits and we have the hardest time letting go. So the people of Israel wandered in the desert for 40 years until they were shown the promised land. This was definitely a trial by fire. Yet they were God's chosen people. Did you ever wonder what happened once they were in the promised land? Well, you can read about it in Nehemiah chapter 7 and then 8. In this passage, it tells us that Ezra the scribe was asked to bring out the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had given to Israel. And he read from it in the town square in the presence of men and women, some who were specifically named in the scriptures. Listen as I read this part in chapter 8, verse 5. Ezra opened the Bible in the sight of all the people as he was standing above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. Then Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people answered, Amen, Amen, while lifting up their hands. Then they bowed low and worshipped the Lord with their faces on the ground. What a difference from their ancestors. What a difference from the people who did not want to give up their idols and listen to the Ten Commandments. You know, the Ten Commandments were called the Law of Moses because Moses brought them down, but they weren't Moses' law, right? They were the law that God gave, and he inscribed himself on the tablets. What a change. Because what? Because they suffered. Because they were suffering, and they were the descendants of those who finally came out of the desert. 
And these people, the Israelites, were so overwhelmed by the word that they prostrated themselves on the ground. This was an opportunity for the people of Jerusalem to change their ways. Wow, what a different reception to the Ten Commandments to the people who had wandered. Radically different. When we suffer, we learn, don't we? We don't want to make the same mistakes. And the people of Israel had just returned after generations in exile. So living according to the law would be something that they were interested in. So interested in that they bowed and worshiped the Lord with their faces on the ground. It was now an opportunity for them to change their lives and those of their descendants for the better. In Isaiah 61, 1, we also hear a call for freedom from captivity. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed and to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom from the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. What captivity? What darkness for prisoners? What are you captive to? What is the darkness that makes you feel as if you are a prisoner? It can be something simple from a bad habit like biting your nails or eating the wrong foods that maybe cause you to gain some weight or even telling lies, bad jokes, or gossip. Or it can be serious, an addiction that needs help. God is a healer. He has brought us the good news to the oppressed and to bind the brokenhearted. We often face rejection from those nearest to us, those we love, our friends, our neighbors. But Jesus, too, was rejected in his own hometown. In Luke four sixteen through 20, we read that Jesus is rejected at Nazareth. Then Jesus came to Nazareth where he had been raised, as was his custom. He went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. When he stood up to read, the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling the scroll, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to tell the good news to the poor. He has sent me to announce release to the prisoners, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set oppressed people free, and to announce the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down, while the eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fixed on him. He began to say to them, Today the scripture has been fulfilled as you've heard it read aloud. It was the beginning of his ministry. Jesus gave them a new opportunity, a new beginning, a new life in essence. While many in this town and many in his town rejected him, we, my friends, have a choice. It is a free will choice. Will you be set free by the power of Jesus Christ? Will you let go of past hurts of those you can't forgive or of all the ways you keep thinking about the way people have hurt you? Friends, we need to let it go. Life is not fair and we only get one life to live. So how do you choose to live your life? Let's pray. Jesus, I choose you. I choose you every single time. I am thankful, Lord, and I give you all the praise and the honor. Thank you for coming for us. Thank you for setting us free from oppression and from slavery. 
I choose to say, yes, Lord. I choose to follow your ways, to follow the Ten Commandments, to begin a new year, a year acceptable to you, my Lord, and to be in the Lord's favor. I ask, Lord, for the following needs that are pressing on my heart and in my mind. Thank you, Lord, for your miracles, and I know you can work miracles in my life as well. I thank you no matter what the outcome, and I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the podcast, A Few Minutes with God. Please visit Fleece on our website, afewminuteswithgod.com, and your podcast page on afewminuteswithgodpodcast.com. There you will find the show notes for today's episode. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network.